0: Taking paws off me, you damn dirty ass. I've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. Frankly, right yeah, here I don't give it. a damn.
1: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I drink
0: your milk, What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm ready for my
2: close Hello,
0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am Ethan Colburn.
2: I am Clara Curtis. How,
0: how are you doing, Clara?
2: Oh, you know I'm doing swell. Um, I didn't make the drink again. Do you typical... like the first
0: small talk that I that I that I instill into the intro, even when we're just gonna roll straight into like a conversation?
2: <laughs> yeah, like we're pretending like we're not all ready to go with like the full episode right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're pretending like we weren't just talking for ten minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are doing Spirited Away
2: we are doing spirited away one of the most requested i feel like like everyone wants to do spirited away
0: no and and obviously our two guests are extremely privileged to have been chosen <laughs> to be on this episode because uh no i think like i think like everyone would have would have done spirited away if i asked, honestly it's this such a movie um yeah we are drinking um yubaba's spell which i came up with and you gloriously named
2: I did name it. I didn't make it, but I named it.
0: Named it. But it's a great name, honestly. <laughs> you can you. find the recipe for that on at Cenefleck Pod on Instagram and at Cinefleck on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you, you can review us on iTunes. I got my first two-star review, which made Ooh. me happy. Um oddly and it made me happy because i was like oh like someone actually saw this and was like i don't like this which means i'm reaching people that i don't i'm not friends with
2: this is true I don't,
0: I don't think would do that
2: yeah and we don't look like we don't look like we have um like bots like everyone yeah. where we don't have just everyone spamming us with five star reviews it's anymore
0: like, <laughs> like fake reviews so yeah want to pile onto that two-star review <laughs> we'll leave some one-star reviews, whatever stars you feel like the show deserves, just leave that on iTunes. That would be very helpful. Um, thank you to our patrons, Griffin, Sydney, uh, Steven, Isaac, and Zach, who is here. Oh, wait, I was gonna let you know announce it, Clara.
2: Well, no, but you've done it now. You've didn't, you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's doing such a good job. I'm not going to interrupt there.
3: Oh, thank you. Hi. Thank you.
2: Was- yes.
3: Oh, hi. Hey, I was on mute for a second. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
3: thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We've got we've got Lexi as well, returning guest. Yes. Who has had just who's been on as many pods as as unreleased pods. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like speaking,
1: unreleasable <laughs> so
0: we hope uh we hope this one will go in the released category.
2: Yeah, please. <laughs> it has to. We posted about it on Instagram. <laughs>
0: No, one. I literally just pretended like I didn't post about the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> like, and next week we're doing another round, and everyone's like, "Um, didn't you announce?" The Princess <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, you're talking nope. about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great.
0: Yeah, we got. I mean, we honestly, we got We got to do the Princess Bride. Yeah. we'll we'll do it. We'll do it justice. One of these points. I still. Bl- though.
1: Because he, you made me take a shot of Fireball and then oh, all of my brain cells went I
0: said we had to do a shot of Fireball during the fire swamp.
1: Ah, so, uh, yeah. Um,
0: which is tr- accurate. It's I accurate,
1: mean, but it also would, like killed the last few remaining brain cells I had. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Fireball's a no-go for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> Along, along with Jim, like I mentioned, which I, I, I know I mentioned this, I substituted the Haku Vodka for the drink this time. But
0: that's this epic that you found Haku yeah. Vodka. It's it was perfect. just staring me in the
3: face. I couldn't turn that down for the opportunity on this podcast. Yeah, so hell yeah.
0: So we. So this is Yubaba's curse. Um, or spell. Yubaba's spell. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and um, I, th- I, thought, I think it goes with the movie. I mean, to be honest, I repurposed it from Lexi's sister's birthday party on <laughs> yeah. Saturday. But... Um, it kind of it kind of goes with the feel of the movie. the 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 theme of the party was Alice in Wonderland, which I think this movie has a lot of tie-ins with. Um, and yeah, it just fits the mystical vibe. How 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 did it go for you as kind of like a non cocktail person, Zach? Yeah, as
3: it's a- actually. Really like refreshing and delicious, and and just kind of has the overall vibe of the movie, if that makes sense. Like, um, it just kind of has the essence of essence of Spirited Away. And yeah, I usually am just like a seltzer beer guy, so uh, this is about a, a bit out of left field for me. Um, but it's it is really good, and it's and it's uh, a great pairing for the movie. So I'm happy to uh, pair that with it.
1: Yay. <laughs> I also thought that you know, if you drink enough of this, you'll forget your name. So it works on that. As <laughs> <laughs> I can was, attest, was, like, this is my third day drinking it. No,
0: <laughs> oh, no. Her oh, birth- no, her Birthday was on Saturday, and she came over last night to watch the movie, and then <laughs> just like, oh my god, oh
2: my god. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you though, feel, but yeah, yeah,
0: nope, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been a solid three days. <laughs> it um, sounds like
2: you're re- living another or another round right now
0: yeah, oh, so. yeah. <laughs> no i do start at eight and he ends at eight right
2: yes that's true that's true
3: <laughs> i think if you were to try that experiment then you, then you learn nothing from that movie basically
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so so spirited away um zach what was it when was the first time you, you saw that movie
3: so I actually didn't see it until I was like in college so <laughs> um like I don't, I don't think I was allowed to see it as a kid like my grandma took my cousin to see it and they left halfway through because it was just too weird so like, that's <laughs> what I had heard about in my whole life and then um in college the opportunity finally presented itself to me to watch it on my own with some friends and uh it was just in college just on a couch you know kind of a drink or two <laughs> um <laughs> And it kind of sent us on like a, an anime kick of like trying to find like a Ghibli movie that lives up to that. And nothing really ever did because <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like um, the pinnacle of the studio Ghibli movies for me. And totally. nothing ever quite lived up uh, to this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Lexi, what was what was your, you, you watched it fairly recently as well, right? Yeah. Um,
1: well, if we're counting the first time I ever saw it or the first time I saw all of it. Oh, no. It's different. <laughs> Okay. Um first time I saw the first part was I it was I was five and my church was doing a Halloween like event or something and they showed us spirited away and I got really scared and ran out of the room <laughs> crying okay. when uh, when the uh the parents turned into pigs. Oh like, no!
0: turned into pigs? <laughs>
1: yeah, it really freaked me out. Oh.
0: Um
1: and so oh. the, I was like terrified of it and didn't watch it again until I was in, yeah, I think 23, 24.
0: So like two years two ago? Two years ago,
1: yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's that was the first time I saw it, and I saw it in a really overly fancy movie theater that was doing like a revival thing. What theater? It was in San Diego. Oh, yeah. I that was So
0: very recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was while I was my like first few months at UCSD. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. So what 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 was an like what was it like seeing it in, in a theater, which with, with oh I'm God. assuming a lot of like were people dressed up?
1: No one was dressed up. It was a very, like, San Diego is a pretty, you know, conservative area.
0: Surprising. Surprisingly
1: conservative place. Um, So no one was dressed up, but it was amazing seeing it on the big screen. Oh, yeah. oh my I God. I can imagine. The colors. Pop. It was beautiful. And then I was also reclined, and I was so comfortable. I was like, this is the best. I think this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean, like, even just seeing it on my projector, just, like, oh, yeah. seeing it just, like, colors and just uh oh, freaking train horn you know i'm just it's fine you know it feels like the movie it's like yeah you know,
2: yeah <laughs> so, it.
0: so i mean even just seeing it on my projector i think i think the thing that i got from it a lot this time was just like how like tactile the world oh, felt yeah. as a whole we were talking about this how it's just like i mean it's amazing how i mean with, with a hand-drawn movie you get such a sense of space and such a sense of like where everything is and how this whole world works. And just, I mean, it's, it's a combination of the sound design and the incredible like details that he pulls from the real world into this sort of magical world where you look at her climbing up the side of the building kind of like that does look like a building that would be against the ocean that sort of has the, the wear and tear of the kind of salty air on it or like the sounds of like her running barefoot on a wood floor. I mean, they mm-hmm. had to have recorded, like, all these things that just, it feels so tactile despite being so, um, despite being so mystical that it, it it really just brings you into the world and it makes you feel like you're returning to this place that you know, which is so, which is such an odd experience.
1: Yeah, and even, like, the... Uh the bed she sleeps on when she's working for you baba it's on a bamboo mat on a cot and under this little comforter and i almost was like i know exactly what that feels like (laughs) I exactly what that would feel like to sleep on that
0: yeah and it's a testament to the art and the sound and the design it's just it's incredible yeah
3: i think the first time i saw it i mostly appreciated it as like an audio visual masterpiece just like the sound design like you guys are describing is just uh perfect i mean and I, and I actually got a chance to see it in theaters the second time i saw it and i was like and that really helped like enhance my appreciation of like the sound design and those little details like you guys mentioned uh you can kind of hone in on them more on like the big screen or like you said ethan on your projector like um it was just really neat to to get that opportunity and yeah the sound design is just as good as it gets <laughs> um, just like you guys are describing it's just really cool
0: yeah for sure for sure i mean i mean i i grew up like watching this on dvd like mostly you know like on road trips on the little like portable dvd player (laughs) or whatever and like yeah a little square tv and uh you know and then but then being able to experience like in hd and bigger i think that's even Mm -hmm. it's even a better way to experience it but just i mean just wherever you're experiencing it just it's i don't know
3: it's and you guys all have clearly, clearly seen it when you were kids. Like I didn't mm-hmm. get that well, opportunity, but okay.
1: I don't know if my five-year-old, you know, <laughs> breakdown counts.
3: <laughs> right. There, there's a quality about it though, that like, it makes me feel nostalgic about it, even though I never actually mm-hmm. saw it as a kid. It just like, even the first time I saw it, I'm like, this makes me feel nostalgic. And it's probably partly because, you know, you're relating to her being 10 years old and you know, how you were feeling at that time, but it just has this quality that just makes you <laughs> feel the nostalgia. Really hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Clara, I forgot to throw it to you. But I wanted I wanted to ask you about um your first time seeing the movie because you also saw it as a kid, I think.
2: Yeah. Um, truthfully, I can't well, okay. I can't remember like how I felt necessarily after watching it for the first time. I almost have a more distinct memory of like obtaining the DVD for this movie. My mom bought it at Costco, like kind of blindly. And my sister and I both my sisters, honestly, but my my older of the two younger sisters, Olivia. Livy, and I are closer in age. And I think that's part of why we both connected with the movie quicker than Audrey did. Like, Audrey was there, obviously, as well, because she's the youngest and she wants to be included. Um, <laughs> and then now into, like, adulthood, like, Audrey likes it, too. Like, m- my sisters and I are all just, like, obsessed with Ghibli movies. And it's because oh. of Spirited Away, um, like... We had obviously like Disney movies that we had a similar relationship with to Spirited Away. But Spirited Away was a movie where we would watch it. And then as soon as it was over, we would put it back on. Like we Uh were obsessed with this movie, um, which was awesome for us because it was a great thing to like bond over. But my mom was really upset about it because she does not like this movie. Uh Like even today when I was rewatching it, she came in and she's like, ew, you're watching that sad movie. That sounds like
1: like my mom
2: yeah I was like it's not sad which is like it's it is kind of I do cry when I watch this movie so like it's not she's not wrong but like <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah so I don't know like honestly, obviously i wasn't i letterbox wasn't a thing when i was a child um (laughs) so like i don't have like an exact count but like i genuinely think at this point in like my life i've seen this movie at least like 50 times like i've seen it so much like i watch it like multiple times a year like i i freaking love this movie this is like a top 10 movie of all time for me
0: yeah yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, no, I mean, as 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 I think both you and Zach sort of alluded to. I mean, in a lot of ways, this is like the pinnacle Ghibli movie. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I hope we do more Ghibli. But yeah, I I think for me, my my problem with a lot of Ghibli movies, specifically, I mean, when you're talking about Ghibli, you're usually talking about Miyazaki. Yeah. Just, I mean there's there's other Ghibli movies but you're usually talking about Miyazaki. I mean my my issue with a lot of Miyazaki movies um specifically like Howl's Moving Castle and <gasps> Prince of Mononoke which I both love but I think he can get really convoluted and tend to like throw he tends to throw in like too many characters and mm-hmm. the plot moves really fast. And I think what this movie does really really well which I think is something he typically has trouble with is he really lets them he really lets um the movie and the world he creates like breathe like everything mm-hmm. there's moments of silence there's moments where she's like looking out onto the world and yeah. sort of and i think that's i mean that just to 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 both i mean do that with his kind of tendency to want to throw in more machines and more amazing characters which you know i i i i I love a lot of the time but like and, and then also to sort of have faith in sort of a child audience to be able to follow that stuff is mm-hmm. is just is just amazing and 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 i mean obviously as a kid it never it never lost me and never loses me now i never I, I never lose attention even those in those quieter moments
1: yeah i think that's one thing he does really well i i would you know disagree that he doesn't do that as much in princess mononoke or in um
0: howl's moving, castle. howls moving
1: castle but that is something generally he does very well which is those moments of quiet and it almost feels like you could be in this movie cuz you know your life isn't fast paced you take moments of yeah. quiet moments of peace and he does that really beautifully in wor- ways that are also world building like mm. when he was she was pausing on the steps o- overlooking the whole the whole world she's now in when she's going to go meet, um, how ha- what's his name? Zaneba, what
0: Zineba? No,
1: no, oh, no. the neighbor,
0: no, Zaneba, the boiler man. Oh, a oh, haku,
1: haku, haku. And she's going to go meet Haku um, to go see her parents as pigs, and then she takes that moment to go uh, out. It also establishes exactly where she is, how the world relates to itself, like spatially relates to itself. And also gives you a moment to just breathe in that mm-hmm. world and admire how beautiful it is.
3: Yeah, yeah. totally. And I, th- I think in this movie, it's particularly important to kind of build the world because it's like all logic's out the window and you kind of just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to kind of uh, catch your breath for a minute and try to, you know, take it all in and see what's, re- what's going on. What are the rules here? And in um, and Miyazaki really gives you the chance to kind of just live in this world and take it all in and try to understand just like, kind of what Chihiro's, uh going through. <laughs> you're kind of going through the same thing that she's going through, like what the hell is going on? And you really, you never know what you're going to see next uh, in this movie for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think a really, I think something about Spirited Away that helps it in that regard as well is just like a lot of his other really, really big ones like Mononoke or Howl's Moving Castle or even Castle in the Sky is that they're films that depict scenarios with like war happening at the same time and so it's so much more hectic and frenzied whereas here we really are just like getting to see this girl like experience this bizarre (laughs) reality like I don't know how it's the phrase that really but it's so much more about her inward battles rather than like an external battle and so then we're able to just like breathe in that which I think like you guys said like it works so well and it really draws you in because I don't think it's quite as relatable to like see characters like experiencing like a bombing or like major battle. Like I don't think any of us have lived that.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> God. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's,
0: um, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, if you just talk about story, story structure, it's, it's really, it functions a lot like the Odyssey. I think this is what I talked about in like my first letterbox review of it, but it's, 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 um, basically i mean the oldest the oldest i think the oldest story that 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 has been kept up by mankind is is homer's odyssey and like Mm -hmm. that's that is a story it's a story about a guy encountering a series of creatures that he has to fight through to like return home and i think and i think this is so much like it it's 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 um it's a lot like the wizard of oz it's a lot like alice in wonderland like i've like i said earlier but it's it's the it's it's basically it's the oldest story structure and it works it works incredibly well in this case of just like i mean every time you get you get a new interaction with her and you get a new battle it it it, it feels like it feels like you're building up the world more it feels like you're getting to know i mean it, and and miyazaki so ac- expertly weaves in all these themes of of consumerism and greed and and um and pollution, like in into these these uh, creatures that she's interacting with, and mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think I think there's there, there's something about that that structure that just like mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think will ever not work, you know.
1: So just to let you know, um, the Odyssey was actually based off the, I think the Epic of Gilgamesh. Which comes a few thousand years before the Homer wrote the Odyssey, mm. um, and is one of the first tales we have epics we, that we have recorded in human history. And it will translate.
0: Where is that from?
1: I think Mesopotamia, but I could be wrong. That it's sounds probably, right. Yeah, because
0: if you're thinking three thousand, yeah, it's probably Mesopotamia. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: and it, it's it's basically the same structure as the mm. Odyssey, and. Um, a lot of modern influences have come from those ancient texts. Yeah, a totally. lot of the storylines like and, you know, mm-hmm. you're right about the progression that we see a mm-hmm. lot of the, you know, uh, the Odyssey, um, Alice in Wonderland, uh, the other ones that you mentioned. I don't know. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, classic. It's probably <laughs> yeah. like like a lot like
0: The Wizard of Oz.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then it's mm-hmm. all about these people kind of having to go through these adventures to get to the ones they love, to rescue the people that they love. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: even though you may not be able to relate to. Battling mythical creatures, you can always relate to loving someone enough to want to fight for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was I beautiful. Like
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot worth digging into in this movie. I would say, like, to kind of prepare for this, I dug deeper into it than I ever had in my previous watches. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. just looking at the parallels to like folklore and, and Japanese culture, like, um <laughs> these monsters may look and seem random to us um they're actually paralleling like a lot of folklore <laughs> from what i've looked up and it's like a lot of these these creatures um that you see are like uh parallels to um real beings in the japanese folklore which it's just it's not surprising with how detailed miyazaki is that um there's you know clear visual parallels of those things but it's just it's things like that just even make me more impressed with this movie <laughs> can
1: you give us an example
3: yeah I mean I was just to be honest I was just like digging through youtube videos uh, earlier and it was, <laughs> there were too many i didn't write any down but like no, the stink spirit in particular was one that was um uh some kind of spirit in Japanese folklore like the way it looked um and was it was like a kind of like a demon spirit <laughs> um and obviously we, we learned that the stink spirit wasn't actually a demon spirit but um the actual drawing of it was based on a uh, Japanese folklore <laughs> drawing of um like a demon demonic spirit so just things like that are are super interesting for me to like dig into and um, read into today.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. And I I had a kind of a similar experience today as you, Zach, and just that like I have watched this movie so many times, but I've never done like what I typically do with a movie, like a deep dive, like mm-hmm. look into like. Oh, what does this shot mean? Like da 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 da. Like I just, I'm like, I love Chihiro. Uh, <laughs> but this time around, <laughs> this time around, I was much more like, okay. Like I feel like I mm-hmm. should actually like do that work. And exactly. I found a really interesting thing too. and I was texting Ethan about this. I'm gonna get into it, Ethan. Uh, <laughs> okay, perfect.
0: Brilliant.
2: Okay, perfect. So this is really interesting in that this started as a fan theory. And like Studio Ghibli never explicitly confirmed, but Miyazaki like confirmed this in like a, a background way. So this is really interesting in just that a lot of people look at Spirited Away as, um, like an allusion to prostitution. Which is like really serious content and like subject matter, um, but it it reflects a lot of Japanese culture in that. In like, her parents commit an act that essentially puts them in debt to the spirits, and so to like repay that debt, Shihiro starts working in the bathhouse, which is in the in Japanese culture is often like a ruse for a brothel. Um, she sells her name away, which often we don't see sex workers as actual individual people like they lose their actual humanity in a career like that so we see that in her um yubaba literally is what they would call like the madams of the brothels in japan so that was really interesting um and i have the quote miyazaki said when people kind of brought up this fan theory and he said I think the most appropriate way to symbolize the modern world is the sex industry. Hasn't Japanese society become like the sex industry? So like, he didn't like outwardly be like, yep, prostitution, but he basically like alludes to it in like kind of a direct way, which is really interesting. Um, And it definitely puts the film in a really different context. Like it doesn't necessarily negate like the more like child wonder i have for the film just because like you can't not like get swept up in the magic of it um but it is really interesting looking at it through that lens of like so much more serious subject matter um so i found that really interesting no i it
0: it was interesting because because i i watched the second half of the movie after you texted me that and i definitely i definitely started to see it a lot more especially Mm -hmm. i mean I mean, just just the way she's she's forced into working to free her parents. You know, yep. it, it 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 seems like the choice that a lot of women are forced to be that, that that are forced to make. My my reading of it, I think, is that it's is that it's more of like subtext than a direct yeah, story. because I don't I don't think I mean like when i was i was really trying to like figure out how no name fit into this where i mean he's all of a sudden good and going with her and i think and i think some of that of like i I don't think that was meant to be like oh a former a former client that's now gotten good and is i I mean like i was really i was going down a rabbit hole with like trying to make (laughs) no yeah but i mean it, it definitely adds a darker um, it, it's, it's a much darker reading of the movie than I usually had. And, and, and it is already kind of a dark concept and just yeah. like, just the like forcing this 10 year old to work to free her parents. Um, but it's, it's a really interesting theory. And I, and I, I think it's fascinating that he, that he basically confirmed it.
1: And I think that's, what's mm-hmm. so amazing about Miyazaki movies is the layering that happens there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, You've got this mm-hmm. amazing, incredible, you know, story on the surface of a young girl Who's lost in the spirit world and has to work to save herself and her parents. And then there's the layer of, you know, the sex worker allegory and, or the subtext. Yeah. And then there's the layer of environmentalism and respecting mm-hmm. the spirits and respecting the world you come from and mm-hmm. not taking advantage and consumerism. When her parents eat what is not theirs, they take in literally what is not theirs, they are punished for it. And the natural Mm -hmm. world revolts against them. There's so many layers and none of them take away from the other part. None of them invalidate the other aspect of the movie. They all just kind of work together in this really beautiful way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like this movie and maybe Princess Mononoke have the most like adult oriented like subtext and Mm -hmm. layering like that um and like compared to my neighbor Totoro I wouldn't expect as much depth to it (laughs) (laughs) my initial viewings uh what I picked up on but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah like for me like the first time like I didn't even pick up on some of the things that I even picked up on this most recent rewatch like Mm -hmm. um like I don't think I ever really truly realized like the stink spirit when they clean him and they take all the pollution out of him that was like clearly it's saying that humans were doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like the bicycle, they <laughs> pull out all the filth out of him. And that was because because he was a river spirit and they polluted the river and like things like that. Just, um, I don't know if there, I mean, there maybe there is some depth like that in other <laughs> Ghibli movies, but um, definitely not an okay. But um, I feel like in, to- in terms of target audience, this was the most up <laughs> adults alley, but um, I could definitely oh, go and give <laughs> another rewatch oh. to those other ones
0: yeah for sure i mean i definitely agree with that i i, I think i think that i think it's, it has so much adult subtext i think the reason it's considered the pinnacle is just because it, it it has that adult sub it has that adult subtext but i think as a as a kid you could just keep re-watching it just because it has all these layers and sort of dark undertones but mm-hmm. it it has this sort of magic that draws kids back into it i mean i think mm-hmm. I think really the reason like if you look at the two i mean i guess the, not the two most successful but two of the most successful animation studios in ghibli and pixar which are both are both admired by kids but also admired by adults that continue to return to the genre um they they both they both have mature themes that are layered throughout their work that that still appeals to you in in returning to them and, it, and it's It functions in a very different way than let's say a movie like shrek which has like adult jokes that are meant to like skirt by kids that for them to not understand it it's like Mm -hmm. everything in in the it everything in this movie is presented in a way that kids could understand but adults would tend to analyze more if that makes sense does that does yeah, the yeah. distinction make yeah. sense
2: yeah no totally makes sense and it's interesting you say that because a while ago i had a conversation with my friend megan hi megan uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if she listens so i'll probably tell her i'm shouting her out uh, <laughs> but we had a conversation about spirited away a, a little while ago um and just about how this is such like an incredible film in that like there's such a visceral connection to watching this as a child. And then you get like this almost new experience with it as like a young adult in like, a fit of nostalgia you know like you're looking back on it as a kid but you're also encountering it as like a new adult and then once you're fully established in your adulthood like you appreciate it for so many different reasons than you did as a kid um and in a lot of ways like I really do think this movie grows with you like if you did encounter it as a child like you mature with the movie almost and that like you're noticing more but it takes a while to notice those things um, I think that's really special about it. Like, I don't think there's a lot of films that accomplish that um, as well as Spirited Away does, especially within like the animated uh, genre of filmmaking. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> that
3: like- <laughs> oh well i was just gonna you know give you points for the bringing up shrek in a conversation about spirited away oh, I, think, <laughs> no, I, feel like, I feel like those are uh, different like the exact opposite spectrum <laughs> like, yeah, yeah of, of animation i just watched lego batman movies so actually i feel like that oh may God. be slightly more on the opposite uh, spectrum yeah, of animation yeah. style
0: yeah somehow <laughs> technically the same genre yeah <laughs>
3: right exactly exactly um yeah, and I think Shrek, Shrek took a different uh, angle on the soundtrack aspect than Spirited Away too. Like, you know, we, but
0: <laughs> music choice. Yeah, I, I would this, say. Smash Mouth, you
1: know, the same as this beautiful orchestra.
0: <laughs> you know, I would like people keep doing like um like remixes of All Star. I would love to he- hear a Spirited Away remix of All <laughs> yeah. Star if anyone.
2: Oh is, my God! It's probably
3: out there. I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then it's all like (laughs) i
2: I will uh admit i love the score spirited away but the song that plays during the credits where it's like an actual like opera song i hated that song for so long because Olivia, when we were younger, she would sing like an opera singer, like to to annoy me. So she would just like walk around the house and be like, just like so loud. And I was like, shut up. Stop it. It's the movie's over. Stop it.
3: Uh (laughs) I feel like I was robbed of so many childhood experiences with this movie. Based on you (laughs) guys' conversation here.
2: And
1: that's just an experience of having sisters. That's that's true. That's very true. true.
2: (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, this is like a random question that I can't answer because I don't want children. But is this a movie? Like, how old do you feel like is appropriate to show your future children this movie? Six. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: about five or six. I mean, I think
2: five. Even though you had a traumatic experience watching this at five, Lexi.
1: (laughs) 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 I'd probably be next to my child, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting with them watching the movie rather than me being alone in a, a room full of strangers watching this movie and be like what's going on
3: <laughs> i would yeah i would probably say yeah in that same realm mm-hmm. i i think it's good to challenge them early i feel like <laughs> i feel like would they would they fully understand the plot at five or six you know i i don't know mm-hmm. the the main confusion point comes along when there's the twin uh which is if you ask me that's kind of where if you were a kid watching you might get a little confused because they look uh, oh yeah um mm-hmm. but you know oh, other, other twin, than
0: and you're like but you look the same I get the- <laughs> <laughs>
3: But they're known right.
1: Yes, yeah.
3: And just like the shape shifting of you know and that kind of thing might mm-hmm, throw them off, mm-hmm. but um, that's a nice little twist there at the end, though. But well, not really a twist because you see it happen, but um,
0: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but for uh, yubaba it's a twist. So that's, yeah, you know, gonna see her get punched like that. But <laughs> <laughs> and also, the um, but large yeah, would... you
1: can be like, that's what you were like when you were a child. Yeah. <laughs> <to me. laughs> Yeah, teach them a lesson.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot of of subtext about like not over coddling your children. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I think that's true too.
0: No, Mm -hmm. I I have a lot of like I have a lot of like late night kind of like I'm falling asleep, but like Paige is already more asleep than me. Where I'm like, (laughs) what age should I show? my kids this movie and then i'm like i think i'm gonna like make a list of like every year <laughs> I show my kids that year Did you actually do and, this no no no. i was just thinking about <laughs> this and page is like you kind of need to judge it by like the kid that you have so maybe yeah. don't Ooh, do
2: that. that's, that's true, true. and yeah. i was like Ugh, yeah. i love Paige. <laughs> yeah but
0: I, <laughs> I think that this is a movie that works really well and that you, you when you watch it young you get you get more mm-hmm. out of it every watch yeah you know? so, so mm-hmm, i didn't mm-hmm. know like I think I was aware of the pollution aspect when I was a kid. Like I was aware of the river spirit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily. I think later I started to become aware of like the, the greed sub subtext with the no name generating gold and everyone being mm-hmm. obsessed with the gold, Yeah, but like it's over, you know, I just started to become aware of the, I mean, bef- e- even before you mentioned, even before you mentioned the prostitution angle, but of just her being forced to work at such a young age, I was mm-hmm. just, I, I think I was aware of, it became more of that later when, when you watch it at a young age it is an interesting experience becoming aware of these things as time goes on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Can, can we, um, can I pivot a little bit? No. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, I'd, love to, I'd love to just talk about, um, kind of the introduction to this world really quickly, mm. how, how you have, um, you know, it, it it's it's a little creepy she's being pushed to the tunnel her parents start eating and then all of a sudden things just turn and there's like about 15 minutes that are just like terrifying peak cinema yeah i was gonna say but also ter- <laughs> <laughs> chaotic and beautiful and mysterious mm-hmm. i mean does anyone want to
2: I totally agree, Ethan. I think that transition is so fascinating. And in a way, it reminds me a little bit of um, the first Harry Potter movie Mm -hmm. and just how there's such a distinct line between like normal in quotes, uh, like existence and then into the, the world of magic, like with Spirited Away, you know, they walk through this tunnel and it's eerie and like mystifying and then you kind of see a similar thing with Harry Potter in that like they go into that little bar and there's that they're in that dingy alley and Hagrid has to like hit the bricks a certain way and they reveal like this hidden world that's like right there, but you just had no idea it was there a second ago. And I think that's such a cool element. And I think it works so well. And we see that sometimes with Ghibli and sometimes we don't. Like Howl's Moving Castle is a great example where the magic is just there. Like there's no really clear distinction. Like it's all coexisting together. Um, Whereas Spirited Away, like there's such a a hard line drawn in the sand of like non-magic and magic. And I think that's... Such honestly like such an exciting thing to see especially when you are a kid like you you do believe in magic and you think there are like secret spirits living there and like there's all these hidden things that you just have to look a little harder for and maybe you'll finally see it and i think that's another reason why this is such an appealing movie is that like it really plays on that idea of like magic is there like you're just not looking for it
0: no, for yeah. sure, and I think when you're able to see a protagonist that 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 comes from your world go into a magical world, like you get to experience that with them, which is active mm-hmm. storytelling, yeah. technique, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I, I,
3: I go ahead, Lexi.
1: Oh, I also ahead. think there's an interesting lead into it, where you know when they're starting down the path, literally mm. starting down the path of um, going the wrong way to their house. You start seeing the little homages to spirits, the houses, mm-hmm. the different mm-hmm. statues, mm-hmm. and it starts getting more and more intense as she goes into the park. And I think it's, it's a really, really great buildup of something's happening, something's different, something's not quite right here, or right maybe, but not what you're used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And For you're sure. going to have yep. to be aware of that as you move forward with
3: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. And it, it reminded me while we're making comparisons, like Claire compared to Harry Potter, it <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of a bit of a 180 compared to that, but Midsummer kind of like. Ooh, <laughs> <But> I <laughs> love it. Yeah,
2: totally. yeah, that's a good one. And
3: especially that's like at the. <laughs> At the beginning she they all hate her and then at the end they're like celebrating her that's kind of the same aspect <gasps> there too like you know oh. when chihiro gets there and they're all oh we don't want her here you know we don't want these people here kind of like midsummer it's obviously a different ending <laughs> in Midsummer, not necessarily a Mids- uh, happy wow.
0: is midsummer a remake but, of spirited yeah. away confirmed i was like you know, I on think
3: comparison, it is that was what came to my mind but <laughs> con- Confirmed. Confirmed. You're, you're Confirmed.
2: First. <laughs> wow, Zach, that's a banger. I like that a
3: lot. <laughs> also, just like the world detail of like Ari Aster and like how he can like kind of build the world out is, is yeah. I feel like he must have, he might have drawn some inspiration from Miyazaki, like oh. how you build the world. <laughs> but.
2: Oh, I'm hype on this. I like this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Very different <laughs> movies overall. <but.
2: laughs> this, is true, this is true. Dang, that's really cool.
0: Um, I... Can I can I talk about one thing that just did that just confused me until like I looked it up?
2: Oh no! Okay.
0: Um, Lynn just looks like yeah. a human, and it bothers me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When I looked it up, it's like she's meant to be kind of like one of the other women that's kind of frog-like because uh-huh. there's the frog dudes and the frog women that kind of have the larger heads, but she just has a slightly smaller head than them. But she mm-hmm. just looks human, and so when she's the first one of them you see. You think she's one of the humans And it's confusing when she's like ah, oh, She smells like a human And it's like maybe they should have made her look a little less human That would have been right.
1: helpful That was definitely conv- confusing to me Because I was like why does she want a newt so much Why is this so yeah, like, attractive to her Yeah I don't get that
0: Because she looks like a person <laughs> right. I don't want to newt
1: Yeah I don't want to eat like an EP- <laughs> In the spirit world, well, nudes are just amazing. They're basically cracked. Have experience. you ever had a nude? I've never had a newt, so I can't really speak from experience. There you go. Uh, I would be mm. open to eating one. Never had a nude. Never had a nude. <laughs> never hair. had a new That Lexi. should be an acronym.
0: <laughs> that's that's your new mm. name. It's my new name. <laughs> <mother. laughs> yeah.
2: Never had a newt. Like. Lexi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and. and- uh. That's 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 super Mm -hmm. fair, honestly. And I think an interesting way to look at it is the people that Chihiro was supposed to trust the most are the ones who look the most human in a way. Oh, yeah. like Haku, when he's a not a dragon, he looks very much so like a human. Like he looks just done. like a a man, uh, or a boy. I don't. I mean a man. And I'm him assuming aussi, too. Almost. Yeah. Like-, <laughs> like he's obviously a little bit more out there, like with his arms. But even right. when you see him, like sometimes, like they kind of tuck his extra arms away, so you're almost not noticing them as much. Yeah. Um. And so I definitely think not like necessary. i don't want to use the word crutch because there's so much negative connotation behind that but there that almost is like a little bit of a crutch to really help the viewer more than anything like kind of perceive like okay who is okay in this because in a lot of ways like you almost can't trust a lot of the people around Shahiro just because they all potentially have like cruel intentions like you baba yeah. like is so mean and then, like all the other workers, don't want her there, like you said. And it's so, in a way, like so her friends are humanoid. I guess is the right yeah. word for it. Um, I think it's really this, interesting.
0: This I never noticed that until now. It's a really good point. I guess I guess you, Baba, made me just not trust people with very large heads.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I have another question. Yes, there's so many interesting and like fun side characters in this movie so i was wondering what everyone's like favorite side character was
0: God, thank you so much for keeping the podcast on track
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm like wow who would have ever thought of this great question yeah <laughs> um zach do you have any thoughts
3: uh i forgot his name the guy in the basement with all the arms that's his name oh, the
2: boiler, my- man.
3: The boiler man boiler man himachi he's the man he's just he's he's all he's just the guy he like he's he's on your side you know he he helped her out he's got his little sootball army that he takes care of kind of um (laughs) he just was super entertaining to me and like when uh when haku came down there and he kind of uh helped i don't know if he really helped him but he just uh i like the way he interacted in that situation that's my Mm -hmm. favorite side character for sure Mm
1: -hmm, mm
2: that's a good one Mm -hmm. you guys
1: trying to think i think my favorite side character is the um, bridge frog.
2: <gasps> yes! The one
1: that's really annoying and like, <laughs> Haku! Haku! What are you doing?
0: That was a great bridge frog impression.
1: Thank you! That was, that was good. The,
3: the impressions are spot on for you guys that don't get the visual aspect. I you with the
0: bridge frog. I, you know what? That, we, 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 we could do that. We could form a whole theme park back here. <laughs>
3: Is he the one that gets eaten at the the first one that gets eaten by No yeah. Face 2? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, where would, I feel like, Clara, you're gonna have a much more informed answer than I am.
2: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I would go. Can I go Haku as a dragon? I really like Haku. Yeah. Um, Haku as a person is kind of just like moody and kind of okay, but not <laughs> Yeah, he's emo. Haku is a dragon is exceptional. You, oh, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> cut, cut cut cut. Radish spirit.
2: Radish spirit. I am so spirit. mad at you because that's what I was gonna say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Radish Spirit for sure. He's like yep. so this, this is this is bra. again back to like the tactile thing that I was talking about when mm. you're pressed up against the radish spirit, <laughs> you feel pressed up against. The yeah, cat. the way that like I don't know that many movies that would make a radish spirit feel so real. Yeah, <laughs> even even in like Pixar movies that do that do great job at world building, um, they don't. I think maybe they mess with the physics of the world in a way or something mm. where it just, it really, I don't know. I was next to that rider spirit.
1: You know, <laughs> I think the also thing is he's, he's very subtly protecting her cause he's standing literally in front mm-hmm. of her somehow knowing that she needs to be shielded.
0: Yeah. He's um, an ally. He's an sure. ally. And then
1: he mm-hmm. delivers her to the top floor where she needs to go. And then goes back down. Like he's fully like helping her out here without, word mm. without question you just doing it have
0: you ever had a radish
1: no i've never in my life had a radish no <laughs>
0: <laughs> i oh i've had a radish yeah i remember I a <laughs> <laughs> you know what i had one time was uh a turnip i went to the i went uh. to i went to the market and i found a turnip and i was like you know i think i'm gonna try these and i was just and they're not that good they they're kind of just worse carrots. So yeah. I would not really recommend turnips, but I do like radishes and I mm-hmm. probably like I them more really- after kind of, Getting to know the radish spirit mm-hmm. such a deep it's,
3: it's funny. I was watching, you know, that same video where they were comparing all the folklore characters yeah. to like <laughs> Spirited Away. It's like yeah. Oh, and the Radish Spirit is clearly just based on a large radish, Miyazaki must have seen at some point in his life. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, yes, of course. Yes, of uh, course. Yes. Naturally.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, well, Ethan took the radish spirit. No, so, but,
0: but you can talk about your love for the radish spirit if you want to just <laughs> wax. Up. I, rush
2: bit and well he- you touch on a lot of it perfectly i just love how like confrontational he is as a character to the audience yeah <laughs> like eat like the pressing up against but even just like the breathing like when they're in the elevator and i think that's what makes it feel so much more like feelable is that like it's not just that she's pressed up against him she's pressed up against him he's breathing heavy and then he gives her that little side eye and I just I'm just like, oh, ugh, ugh. Uh, but he's helpful at the same time. So it's like it's kind of fun because I think in a lot of ways the characters in this movie make us confront like our initial biases and just like at first Chihiro looks like such a brat and you like you kind of just like don't like her. Haku yeah. at first is so like weird and kind of con- like he's helping her, but he's also rude in it and he's rude again and again after that. Like Lin at first is kind of like attitude, like everyone at first is very confrontational in a way and then through interaction and through relationship like you grow to love just about every character um so I think that's really neat uh I also though want to shout out a character it's like a side character but not because they don't have any lines but I want to shout out the the soot spirits um I love those guys I have mm. a tattoo of them. I love them so much. They're on my body. <laughs> it's two of them, and they're holding lo- their little stars. And then eventually, I really, really want to get. Um, I want to get a smushed slug on the bottom of my foot. I think that'd be really cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I was gonna say something off of the well, spirit. Some- Can I say one more thing about the radish spirit? No.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> to me. The most aggressive things about him are his hat. <laughs> and yeah man boobs because yeah. so prominent his man boobs are epic they're epic <laughs> and they're like they're almost always at i love them i'm just like oh i oh I've, I've experienced that before yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. that's probably the most wholesome movie in the mo- moment in the movie when she like gives a little nod after she leaves the yeah. elevator it's so like that dude is is the man <laughs> the radish spirit he's he's the man
2: i love that
0: I love, you know, I mean, you touched on this briefly. I, I just love her character arc in this, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. annoying at the beginning. We, we Wait, wait, would you like to hear my Chihiro impression?
1: Yes. yes. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Most
3: impressions covered at this
0: point.
1: No, I don't know why I said <laughs> yes, yeah. because I heard it literally the entire time we were watching the movie last
0: time. <laughs> is that? But, um... But no, she's, she, she annoys the shit I made at the beginning of the movie, but then (laughs) honestly, like her, her Zen, her level of like Zen near the end, like when she confronts no name, when he's like Mm -hmm. monster, no name. And she's just Mm -hmm. like, she's just like, what do you want? Like, what can I do for you? And like, no one else can stop him. She just stands there and she stares at him and she has this like presence that's like way Mm -hmm. beyond her years of just like. I'm here I'm calm and just like I'm ready to like you deal know with this deal with mm-hmm. this that mm-hmm. I mean yeah I just I, I'm I'm so impressed by her as her her character arc I guess
2: mm-hmm. yeah I, think,
0: I would assume this movie takes place over two weeks like a like a week and a half
2: yeah I think that's like accurate that.
0: and and it just seems like over that time like She's so ready to sort of face the world and return to her life. I mean, the last line of the movie is, I think I can handle it. Referring to like, I think I can handle school now. And yeah,
2: like,
0: yeah, you can, girl. Here you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so happy for her. And I think, I, yeah, she's just yeah. amazing character arc for sure. Which kind of yeah. goes
1: back to what Paige was saying last night, which is the idea that maybe and, um, this was all happening in her head as a way to get her ready to go to school. To go, mm-hmm. like, start a new school, to start a new life and be okay with these
0: things. Yeah, that's Paige's fan theory, which I think is for sure interesting, is this idea that, like, she's, she's, um, she is, like, stressed about her school, and so she's, like, picturing this kind of crazy scenario to sort of... It's
1: all in her head. It's all her fantasy. Mm-hmm.
3: Huh. Yeah. I thought that might be the case, too, especially when she exits the tunnel at first or when she kind of snaps out of the world, Um, Mm. you know, to refute that point when they get back to their car at the end. It's kind of like overgrown with weeds and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of implies that it might be have really happened. And um, she really (laughs) went through that. But (laughs) I mean, I think it's kind of maybe meant to be a little. Little open-ended, or make you kind of think along those lines. Mm-hmm. Which is make me um,
1: wonder if um, the time spent in the spirit world is not congruous with congruous mm-hmm. with the time spent outside the the spirit world, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it takes few months for vines to grow on your
0: car like that. it wasn't vines. Mm-hmm. I believe it was like branches that oh, it was fall. Oh, branches and, that fall. Okay, which I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two weeks mm-hmm. under large trees, you know, could, trees. could possibly happen. <laughs> okay, just
1: yeah. so, like a lot of folklore that says um, the time you spend here is not the same as the time you spend outside
0: right it's my, not the same. my as the impression world. was i'd have to look back I, I i think it's like branches and kind of dust and it was okay kind of, like that was yeah but anyway mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. zach were you going to say something before that oh well d- uh,
3: i was going to add one thing about because you said you liked her character arc and i i do too that's one of my favorite parts about the movie um but like in you know specifically you know early on in the movie, she has to be super brave through all these situations, um, which leads to my favorite scene in the whole movie, which is when they're in the garden and um, Haku's kind of like giving her the um, the food uh, and she just kind of lets it all out. Like this is the first yeah. real time she's had to, to let it all out. <laughs> and, and it just kind of emotionally struck a chord with me.
2: <gasps> okay, I wanted to talk about this scene. So I'm really excited you brought it up because <laughs> I think on this rewatch, I appreciated that scene more than ever before. And just like, He's handing her the food and he's like, I put a spell on this. It'll make you strong. And then her response almost to that is she starts crying. And I love that because I think a lot of the time we see like emotional vulnerability as not strength. In a lot of ways, we see that as like an external weakness in some ways, just like at least in our like social like standards. And so I thought it was really, really cool to see, like, that contrast of him saying, like, this food's going to make you so strong, like, it's going to help so much. And then, like, she immediately just, like, starts sobbing and, like, totally breaks down. And then from there, like, you really do see, like, such a, like, turn in her resolution to, like, do well where she's at and, like, do everything she has to do to save her family, like, she encounters a lot of really overwhelming stuff for being a baby like she's so young Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's really cool to see that like the start of her like turn is her like getting to have that space to like break down
0: there's a there's a tie back to that at the end of the movie too where where um she tells haku his real name and and the the tears are sort of yeah and the little flea with the mouse is being hit by the tears (laughs) it's like in this in this like climactic moment of like Mm -hmm. we found ourselves we're crying again Mm -hmm. and there is something beautiful about that because i i don't know i don't know that many movies that portray crying as sort of a position of strength i mean Mm -hmm. I, i i i always loved that moment i didn't know why and i think you articulated it so beautifully
1: I think that moment um, when she's she's in the garden crying about her family. I think it's also such a generous act of love. You know, mm. it's something we can all relate to. I, I think everyone has had the experience of just bawling while eating food. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 there's just so many things that make you like Jihiro from like, even from that point on, like when she gets that um the healing ball and she like, is so willing to give it up to the first people she sees that need it. Like it just, yeah. a lot of things make you like her more as the movie goes on.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that's, that's one example.
2: Absolutely. And I think, I think interestingly enough, like there are little things about her that are um, admirable in her introduction. Like, She has a great sense of intuition in that, like, they arrive at the the entrance to the spirit world and she so vehemently is like, I do not want to go in there. I don't want to go in there. And, like, it's such, like, a gut reaction from her in that way that, like, kids, like, perceive things very differently than adults. And, like, in a lot of ways, I do think they pick up on, like, energy differently than we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's so adamantly, like, I don't want to go there. And then when they do get there and her parents are eating all this food, like, she's so, like, firm in her morals of, like, this is wrong. Like, this isn't for us. Like, we shouldn't be taking this. And I think that is, like, an overlapping thing with her character is that she has, like, a moral compass that she sticks to so strictly in that, like, she lets no face into the bathhouse, even though she doesn't know who he is. And I would definitely be creeped out by him. So like <laughs> <laughs> so she like doesn't do anything with that. She trusts Haiku her, Haku and st- even though like everyone is like, oh, he sucks. Like he just likes you, Baba, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I like him. Like she has a really great gut instinct that she grows more confident in for sure. But I think it's cool to see that that's like there in the get-go. And then mm-hmm. it just blossoms more.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I can I take this on a tangent? Of
2: course, of course. <laughs> I wanna
0: ask you a question. How, how well do you trust your gut instinct in sort of assessing out the character of strangers?
1: Mm. Very badly, and it's actually been an issue. Okay. It has actually Mm -hmm. led me down the (laughs) wrong path. I'll I'll over logic. No, you know, but I think you have been an issue. You you
0: over logic it because I think every time you you have the right intuition and then you over logic it. Yeah.
1: So I I have the intuition. I know what the intuition is saying, and then I'll be like, no, logically that doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to do the thing that logic dictates, and then it completely screws me up. Mm.
0: But but in some ways that means you do have. I have the intuition, but I don't listen to it. Is the issue? You ask
1: how much do you trust it?
0: No, how much do you trust mm-hmm. your Intuit, Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah. I don't know how mm-hmm. I would phrase it, but yeah, I can. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't. I like I've had so many issues where my gut reaction is this person is not for you, or this person, mm. and I can I can always follow it for other people. Like I I have told Ethan a couple of times, like, hey, that person's not going to be nice to you. That person's going to be an issue. <laughs> and I guess what right.
0: friendship lasted,
1: <laughs> 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 but I can't do it for myself for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you talk, because you, yeah. I logic my way
1: out of it, yeah. But
0: you do have, mm-hmm. good, I would say, mm-hmm. Zach or Clara. You go,
2: Zach.
3: Oh well, <laughs> I mean, I I try to, I kind of like to hear, like I try to see the, the good in everyone, I guess. Like you try to give them the benefit benefit of the doubt and assume they're good people, but you never know. I mean, people get burned by their intuition on things like that for sure. Mm-hmm. um I don't have an exact like experiences off the top of my head that I can draw from, but uh, that's kind of my general answer to
0: that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm yeah for sure um guess who's gonna get really feministy it's me (laughs) uh (laughs) i think i think in general like intuition is a hard thing to follow but i think anyone who identifies as female or was like who was raised female like myself like i was raised female and now i identify as non-binary but like so much of growing up in that a patriarchal like society and like that those standards is like oh if boys are mean to you it means they like you Absolutely. oh if this guy is being a little weird like you should just take the compliment like there's stuff like that a lot where I get very strong gut reactions about interactions where I'm like mm, this feels creepy this feels mm-hmm. wrong like this doesn't feel safe but so much of what has been taught is like no no it's okay like if you're just polite if you just smile if you just go along with it like everything will be okay. And that's not very much so not the case. And so I think in a lot of ways, um, there's a lot of like dismantling for me in that, like, I have a very strong gut reaction that is 99% of the time accurate and right. And wow. then like Lexi says, like, I try and like talk myself out of it almost where I'm like, oh no, no. Like, what about this? This is probably happening. Da, 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 da. Um, And then, yeah, like I would I would agree, like I've been put in a lot of different situations that are like not good because I didn't trust my gut reaction because I think a lot of it is subconsciously trying to abide by like a lot of rules we're taught. And I think that can honestly apply to children in general, too, though. And like, you know, as kids, like we're always taught like, oh, if someone wants a hug, give them a hug. Oh, that's your family member. Give them a kiss. Like there's so much about um, agency and consent that children don't really get. In any regard. Um, And I think that's another thing about the movie, like, tying it back in. I'm tying it in, Ethan. It's not a side tangent anymore. (laughs) Keep going. Um, I think with Chihiro, like, we get to see her in a position where she doesn't have agency. Like, she doesn't want to move. She doesn't want to leave her friends. She's clearly distraught over the scenario going on around her in her life. And then she finds complete agency In her independence and in her freedom from her family, like while she is not technically totally free because she's signed her name away essentially to Yubaba, like she gets to, in a way, like establish herself in a way that she probably wouldn't have if she didn't go to the spirit world. Like she would have probably continued doing exactly what she was told and being coddled and all these different scenarios that kind of were repressing who she really was as a person. Um, I think that's a really cool thing to see. And I think that's why you can really champion her as a great hero is that you get to see someone reclaim their agency and thrive in that and help others in that. And it shows like the benefits of giving people their agency, which is really cool. Yeah.
1: And kind of to go off of what you were just saying, um, a lot of the times when I haven't listened to my own intuition about people, it's been around men. Mm -hmm. It's specifically been about rationalizing men's behavior away mm-hmm. um like this job I just left um I knew that there was something off about the boss mm. but didn't leave until after it got so toxic and he had said sexist things to me along the way mm-hmm. and I didn't leave until I was just like sobbing and yeah. it gets to the idea that we have we convince ourselves trying to move through this world mm-hmm. that you know our intuition isn't reliable, but you know, you can see with um Jihiro, our intuition her intuition is what saves her. Yeah. That's something that we need to kind of move towards in this culture is women mm-hmm. trusting their intuition around the people that are, you know, have yeah. agency over them, have power over them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I would
0: I I would definitely agree with that. I, I I would I would um I I would just say and as a as as not as, as possible, <laughs> I I think I think what like part of Chihiro's journey is sort of going through is 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 sort of the balance between her gut reaction to I don't Mm. like this and the sort of having these really scary sort of spirits the benefit of the doubt so like with Mm the spirits specifically it's like really scary the only she's like the only one that's willing to take it on Mm-hmm. And she does kind of give it the benefit of the doubt and it gives her this big gift. And so I think I think I think women sort of has have the tendency or 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 society pushes women to mm-hmm. like 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 more towards the side of giving people the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. And so and so and so a lot of women sort of need to rework that. At the same time, I think, I think. What what makes Chihiro work so well in the story is the balance between the two, I'd say.
2: Mm, that's a good that way to put sense. it. No, totally.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That, that's a great angle to consider too. I, I honestly it added to the list of things that I hadn't really <laughs> right? like, reflected upon before, but like that make perfect sense when you bring it up and and mm-hmm. you know, explain how that parallel works. It's yeah, well said.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
3: If they had just listened to Chihiro from the beginning, they would have never been in this situation. She was already telling them don't exactly. go down that tunnel. <laughs> they just exactly didn't, they didn't listen to her at all at any point. <laughs> the
1: so. reason time something goes wrong is because either she wasn't able to listen to her intuition or someone else didn't listen to her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really puts the hero in Hey! Oh my god! Sorry, cool trick award. There's I like- was
2: yep. Oh. I was about to ask.
0: <laughs> Great. Okay, we're on the same page. There's too so many for this one. Jesus. Oh, yeah. So- yeah.
2: Um, what <gasps> do you
0: have any nominee? Not, not not nomination ideas.
1: I've got one. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the 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 moment when Haku is told Sugar to Hero to run before mm-hmm. she's been trapped in the spirit world when she's going to go find her parents. That's literally what I was going to say. And like. <laughs> uh, Oh. the pedals come out that's a one of my favorite shots and b i'm just like that's awesome i don't know what you're doing but it's awesome and it's not yeah. really no oh.
2: I mean, yeah,
0: it's
2: really a that's a good one oh,
0: um um uh turning soot balls into little slaves how about that <laughs> that's a cool trick uh <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
1: that you want
0: to do that? Making soot do your work for you. That's that's cool. I'm, I'm oh guessing God. that means you guys did
3: not like my side character pick of uh the Kamaji.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the... That, that oppressor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he he had endearing qualities by the end. <laughs> <laughs> cool trick though i would i would probably say since um since lexi took the one i was gonna say about blowing mm. the uh distraction spell
2: yeah. um
3: i would probably say the no face uh, producing the gold and taking over the whole uh place with their greed against them
2: Ooh, that <laughs> is a good one
0: yeah that's super cool trick
2: that is literally a trick because it's actually dirt it's not real gold so yes exactly <laughs> um okay i will nominate I'm going to nominate the fact that Chihiro was able to catch that little black slug and squish it, despite how gross that probably felt under her foot. Oh. And then she freed Haku because of it, unintentionally, yes. but still a cool trick.
3: <laughs> Tattoo forthcoming to commemorate your picture.
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chihiro's mm-hmm. kindness is a cool trick. No. <laughs> I'll take that. That's so wholesome. <laughs>
2: oh another cool trick is that she's able to look at a bunch of pigs and know exactly which ones are or are not her parents
0: trick wait that's a super cool trick yep Okay, I'm I think I'm between I think I'm between the the producing gold out of nothing and mm-hmm. uh, identifying your pigs as parents. So you're
1: picking back up <sighs> other people's cool tricks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> same credit for other people's effort as yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
3: Yubaba's failed trick award goes to the the pig trick at the end there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's
0: a lot of cool tricks in this movie.
2: Yeah, there are. I think I have to go with the gold though. I think I'm going to put my vote on that just because like, that's such a crucial part of the whole story Mm -hmm. and it is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like (laughs) how she never
0: explained how she finds her parents. It's just like, it's just, she kind of knows because she's known her parents for so long and you, but you Mm -hmm. sort of understand that fundamentally.
3: Well, you you learn how good of an
0: intuition she has. And then, yeah,
2: (laughs) that's true. Mm
0: -hmm. I, I, I think I'd have to go with the gold. Mm -hmm. Lexi
1: yeah no mine is mine is the uh the distraction at the bridge where he's blowing the panels you, you,
0: you'd you still lean towards Honestly, that one?
1: that is still one of my favorite shots i don't know what he's yeah. doing and i think that's partially why i like it so much i don't know what's happening mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's so, many <laughs> there's so many moments just just side point i don't mean to like commandeer my own podcast i don't know <laughs> uh no th- like like I, I i was thinking about this a lot when they when when um Hamaji gives Chihiro the train tickets,
2: and mm.
0: and you don't know anything about like like it's if if you were in a Christopher Nolan movie right now, not that Christopher Nolan would ever remake Spirited Away, but if you were oh in my a God. movie, there would be a, there would be a five minute thing on the history and the meaning of train tickets. <laughs> Dead. It's just like Lin's like, oh, my God, you have train tickets. And he's like, I've been saved <laughs> for 40 years. And But you understand that they're valuable without having to know the history of them. Yeah. I think that, mm. that that's, that's extremely effective as opposed to like, as opposed to like, they don't really have to build up the, the lore of train tickets without you like knowing the importance of them, which I think is just it, it, like, there's a lot of that in this world, which is why you know so much about it. You, you know so much about it in two hours.
1: So that's a movie making cool trick.
0: That is a movie making <laughs> cool for sure. Um, no, I think I think we'll have to go with making gold. That's a that's a super cool trick. That's a, a nice novel. But
2: um, <laughs> going off of what you're saying a little bit, Ethan, I think that is another reason. Like, uh, let's just add it to the endless list of why this movie works so well and why Miyazaki is such a great filmmaker. Is that his films so rarely rely on like like blunt exposition, yeah. like. Yep. Comparing it again to Harry Potter a little bit, like that's another great magical world, but there is a lot of time spent on like explaining what's going on to Harry, and it works because we're the audience and we don't understand along with our hero. um But in Miyazaki's films, like Chihiro d- does not know what's going on, but yeah. like we're never, she's never babied in that, and we're not babied in that either as an audience. It- we are just kind of swept up in it and you either pick up on everything happening or you miss it the first time and you catch it on a rewatch. Um it I love that Miyazaki doesn't really dawdle on like the concern of, oh, is this gonna be understandable to every single person watching? He's kind of love- just like, no, we're just gonna watch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This movie would be five hours if Nolan directed it, because he oh, would my God. explain the mechan He would explain the mechanics of how how Spider-Man pumped the pumped the no, what's his name? Not Spider-Man. You know that.
2: I mean? Batman. Boiler Man. Boiler.
0: Um, how he like pumped the water up to the right things when he got the tokens, and yeah, need to know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if Christopher Nolan made this movie, when Chihiro gives up her name and gets a new name, she would just be called prostitute.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right on the (laughs) nose. I, I did read that Miyazaki wanted to initially make this movie like three hours and he, wow. he cut, he cut wow. down on like the needless eye candy. And I actually mm. want to see that cut. of the movie. Yeah, I I
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Release the Miyazaki <laughs> cut right now. <laughs> eye candy is probably incredibly beautiful. Exactly. God. Can oh.
0: you hashtag if Nolan remade spirited away trending on Twitter. Can we get- <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's get that going no don't interact with film bros keep them <laughs> keep them away he is film bro oh no that's true that's true he's alone
0: <laughs> oh man
2: i think the one though this will be my final thought and then uh but i think on the rare chance that whoever's listening, hasn't seen this movie or maybe knows someone who hasn't seen this movie or, like, animated film in general, like, Spirited Away truly is, in my opinion, like, the perfect type of movie to introduce people to Japanese anime. Um, And that's obviously, like, very biased because it is my personal introduction to Japanese anime. Uh, Better. but i i really do think it's a great way to get into the the anime in general it's a great way to get into miyazaki it's a great way to get into studio ghibli like there's so many different avenues that this is an introduction to um and i really would say that like this film is talked about as much as it is for very warranted reasons like sometimes stuff gets over inflated um in ways that like are hard to really understand. But I would say this is definitely one of those movies that is just across the board universally loved and it's very well deserved.
1: You know, I would say just to add on to that, without qualifies, this is a perfect movie in my mm-hmm. It's got some humor, it's got some drama, it's got some action, it's visually stunning. The I, I li- legitimately listen to the um, soundtrack on my own when I'm studying. Um and there's just all these elements to mm-hmm. it that are so layered and incredible that it's it's timeless in my mind. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's it like like you guys said it's, it's it's can't miss. It's a it's a masterpiece and it lives up to the hype. I mean, it just it's like sentimental, sentimental and like nostalgic but not like cheesy or sappy at any point. Mm-hmm. Just it kind of it's just perfect. I agree with you guys. That's well said.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Um Zach and Lexi, it's been great having you guys back on. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, thanks like, for having we'll us.
0: Back on. And Zach, like you, you slate it was a first first time first guest. First
2: appearance.
0: Slated.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. Seriously, it was great so much point. fun.
2: So good. I,
3: I, I meant to plug the Patreon a little harder. I didn't get a chance to really <laughs> throw it out there. If, you're if y'all aren't subscribed here. to the Patreon, you're missing out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're squeezing
0: it I in. Yeah, that's what matters.
3: You know,
1: it's funny. I think, have you listened to the uh, the Herald and Maud podcast, Zach?
0: yes i did
1: i haven't oh (laughs) i was the one who was drunk on it
0: oh Oh, boy (laughs) how how bad is it for those who don't know
3: oh no it was great It it was good No, it was no. Seriously, it was good. I don't. I think that I think that's a good vibe to pull off. Is is um you know mixing the drink and taking it to the full effect. It's perfect. (laughs)
1: That's true. It's very true. We were definitely taking the full effect of that drink. Oh man.
3: Honestly, I could probably talk about this movie for another like an
0: uh, like an hour and a half if I had another. Seriously, I'm just (laughs) yeah.
2: There's so much.
0: Yeah. I just don't want anyone to be like, oh, three hours. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. go to that podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would never get invited back if I, I was. The I was three
0: hours.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, I'm surprised I've been invited back.
0: <laughs> Do either of you have a quote in mind that you want to wrap up with?
3: That's tough on the spot. I don't offhand. Anyone?
1: <laughs> I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming.
2: Nice.
3: <laughs> nice. Beautiful okay well um <laughs> uh you have only to believe if you wish to achieve that rhymed and it was not intentional Ooh. that's from a hot rod with andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. so complete yes. 180 of the movies as we've done uh you know thoroughly tonight so no
2: no not at all because that is also a perfect movie so <laughs> <Agreed>. it's, <laughs> Agreed. It's, it's perfect
0: <laughs> oh man this is great talking to you guys it's super Thank you for listening to another episode of
1: Cinefleck and I will see you next week.